This is the GMC Software Inspirecast, your weekly source for breaking news on customer communications and customer experience technology trends. Featuring your host, Julie Simon. Hi, I'm Julie Simon. I'm here today with digital experience expert Rod Trother, and we will be discussing the importance and impact of customer experience. Thank you very much for your time, Rod. Could you please let us know a little bit more about yourself? Sure. Well, Julie, I'm, I'm Rod. Um, I've been in Asia for 20 years now. I've spent most of my career, which is 30, I shouldn't say exactly how many, but over 30 years in marketing, which has been split primarily between the agency side and the client side, spanning everything from financial services to telecoms to fast-moving consumer goods. How about your professional journey? Are there any milestones you would like to highlight? Well, I think there's, there's probably about three milestones. First of all, there's, there's coming to Asia. I came to Asia in 97 to set up the direct marketing side of a global agency based out of, uh, based out of KL. Um, and that was probably a big milestone for me, especially I was, I was young back then. So especially back then when I was setting things up. So to walk into a global agency and have one account exec and then look back eight years later and have built that to one of the most profitable parts of the organization. Uh, that, was a, that was a big milestone. And I think moving forward, the next milestone after that would be when I went to a company called Lenovo and I came on board to set up the digital and social center of excellence based here in Singapore. And I built the team up from scratch. And we looked after everything from content to analytics, to social listening, to campaigns, and really established Lenovo as a social brand globally. So that would probably be the, the other big milestone for me in the career. Could you please give us an elevator pitch on customer experience? Yeah, okay, well, it's always difficult to give an elevator pitch because there's always a longer answer. Um, I think the short answer for me is customer experience is gonna be the big differentiator moving forward. A lot of research coming out of Europe that I saw done in financial services, um, but talked about the fact that where a brand will differentiate itself from another brand isn't gonna be about product, isn't gonna be about price or promotions. It's gonna be about the customer experience. So I, if I took it into a local scenario, I'd look at someone like Singapore Airlines. I can easily copy them if I'm another airline when it comes to their price, when it comes to their roots, their branding, that sort of stuff I can copy, and fairly quickly, and perhaps not with a lot of expense. The part that would be difficult to replicate is that onboard experience. And I'm sure, Julie, you've flown Singapore Airlines. Me, personally, and maybe I'm biased, I think it's best in class as an onboard experience. So if you're another airline, to get to the level that they're at takes time and takes money. And by the time you get there, if they're smart, they've moved on to the next level. So I really think it, it provides brands done properly with a great differentiator moving forward. What customer experience challenges are you facing today? Well, I think we're facing twofold challenges. One is the internal challenge um, of people actually understanding that we do need to be customer focused to listen to customers and not simply want to give out the message that they want to give out or communicate with customers in the way that they want to communicate or with the products that they want to give. Um, it's important to take the customer's opinion into mind and take what the customer is telling you into mind. And it's trying to get people to, to make that, um, that mind shift, if you like. Of course, the, the other side of the coin is the external challenge, and that's trying to get customers to tell you what they want. 
um, so that they give feedback. Uh, I've always said that having customers come and complain on Facebook, there was always people that said, well, take those complaints down, etc. We don't want to have people complaining there. But actually, if you don't have that as a channel, how on earth do you find out what it is that customers want from you? What it is that they're not happy with on your service? I'd much rather, not that I want to encourage it, but I'd much rather have people come and make a complaint on Facebook than simply go and tell all of their friends on their own social channels. I'd rather they come and tell me. What is the impact if you actually don't get the customer experience right? You lose the customer. Or was that the short version? <laughs> In all honesty, that's what happens. Um, it's very simple because there's somebody always looking to take away your rice bowl. Um, even in the industry that I'm in now, we're very conscious that there's competition out there. So it's important that we get the customer experience right. And the reality is that you don't get it right every time. It's whether you continue to get it wrong. If you don't learn from the mistakes, customers tend to be quite forgiving, I think. And again, as customers, I think we'll forgive a brand, uh, but you won't continue to forgive them. So yeah, simple as that, lose the customer. What is your personal philosophy when it comes to transforming organizations and teams to deliver great customer experiences? That's a really good question. I think one of the key things is make sure you take people with you. And you can't take them with you without providing them with very clear vision um, and purpose. And explain to people, this is where we're trying to get to. Because people are open to listening and they're open to getting behind something if they actually understand what it is you're trying to achieve. So it's very important to give clarity, I think, at the beginning. The second one is to, to let people give feedback. Let them take ownership so you start to empower them. Give them empowerment so they feel they have a sense of ownership. I can actually contribute. I can have an impact on what we're trying to do. And I think without that, without the, uh, without the village behind you within an organization trying to move things forward, you're simply not going to get there because you end up with people trying to get in the way and putting blocks up on doing that. And if you can rally the troops and get everybody around there and it becomes their idea um, and they create the momentum, far greater chance of success. What are the guiding principles you believe helped you succeed with clients? Uh, first of all, I love the fact that you said what helped me succeed with clients. I wouldn't necessarily say I was always succeeding with clients. Um, I had a general rule when I was learning on the, the agency side. Um, my client came back and said that, uh, spoke to my client services director and said that I could argue for Scotland. I could debate for Scotland. So I adopted, we had an agreement that I would adopt a three argument rule. So I would present, the client said, we don't like it, we don't agree. I would argue it out. They would say they don't agree. I would argue it out once more and they still didn't agree. I would shut up um, and pull back because you're never going to force somebody to agree with you. Now I've tried to keep that sort of guiding principle and I think generally, whether it's a client, internal client or external client, you know, the more senior they are, you tend to have an, maybe even an even stronger point of view and you have greater responsibility as you progress through any organization. Um, but I think taking that principle of listening to somebody, holding a strong point of view is okay, but listening to the other person and responding to, to what they've got to say and taking it on board, for me, is a really good guiding principle. Has your idea of customer experience changed during your career? It's definitely changed, but I'll have a caveat to that. I don't think I've necessarily been wrong. I think it's as a result of the change in technologies and the, the change of marketing approach. So if you go back a number of years, when I started out, we 
you know, we didn't have laptops back then. I'm giving away my age. Um, but you certainly didn't have access to the internet. What was the internet? And as times have changed, and someone put it in context for me the other day, that when Obama came into power, we didn't have the like button on Facebook. I think we've had the like button forever. So things change and, and you forget. Now, along with that is the opportunities to understand your customer. That's developed tremendously. Now we talk about social listening and being able to get feedback. In the old days, you ran a focus group. Now we still run focus groups these days. Now you've got all your target audience that you can talk to because you can engage with them across Twitter, across Facebook, etc. You can have those bigger conversations. So the amount of data that you've got and the amount of data that people are prepared to provide is far greater than it ever was before. So you know so much more about them. So you have the opportunity as brands to actually get far more actionable insights than we ever did in the past. So now you can, or you should, be able to provide a far greater customer experience. Um, and if you're doing it well, then you will. We hear a lot about customer experience. What does it mean for customer communication? Well, I think I made the point earlier on about customers wanting things personalized to them um, and having things relevant to them. It's exactly the same with customer communication. If I've told you as a brand or as a company that I want to receive my bills um, electronically, and you keep carrying on sending me paper bills, then you're not listening to me. If I say that I want to shop online and I'm not really interested in coming into the store, why send me communications that drive me into the store? So I think as marketers, the emphasis is on us again, going back to listen to the customer. Because if they keep telling you something and you keep ignoring it, then it's back to that thing about ultimately they're going to start to look around for alternatives. So from a communications point of view, it's important to listen to the customer and then act appropriately with relevant messages at the right time. How important is customer journey mapping for you? Customer journey mapping is really important for me. My team here is, is not responsible for that side of it. But it's really important for us to understand the online experience to look at how people go from online to offline. Now, whilst I look after e-commerce within the company, um, I'm also concerned about how people move from the, in, the online e-store experience and then start to move to the offline experience. So understanding that, that customer journey is critical for us in being able to communicate with people effectively um, and know what levers we should be pulling at different parts of the journey. How important are emotions in the process? The example I'm going to use is within um, community management. I think within community management, these are people that are dealing with customers on social media, whether you're on Twitter or the company's Facebook page, etc. Emotions are incredibly important. And it's incredibly important when you're trying to have a conversation with somebody in social and you make a misstep and they're really angry or really upset or frustrated and you kind of come back and, and take it very lightly because we all like to use emoticons and things like that. And that's a really dangerous area. So I think the, the, the emotions of the customer, especially within social, are absolutely critical for us as a brand to maybe just take a breath sometimes so we understand what is the person's state of mind? What is it they're really trying to communicate? And how can I go back and not exacerbate the situation to make it any worse? It's easier face to face. You come into the store and from a customer experience point of view, you come in, I can tell when you're angry. 
But when you come online and, and the person makes a comment on your Facebook page saying, good job, um, they may not really mean good job. Mm -hmm. So the emotion that comes in behind things like that can sometimes be really difficult to interpret. So absolutely critical that you, you maybe take a beat sometimes before you respond. Difficult job being a community manager. In your opinion, how is a C-suite talking about customer experience? Oh, I, I mean, I think it's on the, the, one of the first items on the agenda of the C-suite these days. And obviously from different perspectives, whether it's the CFO or the CIO, etc. They're all looking to this. As I said right at the top, you, and you asked me about the elevator pitch, I genuinely believe that customer experience is going to be the differentiator going forward. And I think organizations, smart organizations, are already either making inroads there or it's already part of their plans moving forward. So for the C-suite, top of the agenda. How important is omnichannel communications to your customers? I, I think it's really important. Um, I think there's a technique and a, a secret of doing it well and also some technologies and tools that need to be able to back it up. So if you imagine I'm on the MRT on the way home and I'm trying to book a flight and I start off on my mobile, I leave the MRT, I jump in a cab, etc. I don't have a chance to finish it off. I want to be able to go onto the laptop and then continue the journey from where I left off. Or imagine if I'm online and I'm looking to buy something and end up going into the store. I want to be able to carry again the journey where I left off. But I think there's a, there's a danger in there as well between and a balancing act between providing a best-in-class experience where you feel there's that seamless transaction between online and offline or device to another device. And then also wondering, how is the company using this data? How are they using it to my benefit? Because I, I sometimes wonder if you go in that people feel it's a little bit big brotherish within there. Again, like all things when we look at customer experience, it's about getting it right. That balance between what's good for the customer and what's beneficial to the business. Digital transformation is one of the hottest trends today. In your opinion, how will it change the way brands interact with customers? Again, digital transformation in the same way as customer experience. Digital transformation for us is being driven by providing a best-in-class customer experience and, and providing a differentiated customer experience. I think if you're doing it right, you're listening to the customer. You're taking the customer's needs into account. A lot of this is being driven by digital customers. How often do you queue for a taxi? I'll guarantee you probably don't stand outside with your hand waving in the air these days. You're probably sitting inside Coffee Bean or Starbucks, somewhere like that, with your cafe latte, and you're tracking where the guy is on your app, and you're waiting for him to turn up. Oh, he's arrived. You step out of Aircon, back into Aircon, and when you get out of the taxi at the other end, you probably don't look for money in your pocket because your app is linked to your credit card, and you pay without even having to look in for your purse. Businesses are having to react like that now. Businesses are having to take that type of customer expectation into account. And that's exactly why people are embarking on this digital transformation. Um, because customers demand it, customers expect it. And that's only going to grow moving forward. According to you, what are some of the new trends and technologies organizations should take note of? Well, we, we could probably spend the whole of the rest of the interview talking about all the, the new tools and technologies. And probably by the end of the interview, there'll be new ones that'll have come up as well. Um, so I'm going to focus on a couple of things. I think, first of all, social listening. I think social listening is growing increasingly important for organizations to use the sort of 
actionable insights that you can pull from social data to the company's benefit and, and ultimately for the customer's benefit so you can provide them with a better customer experience. I think that's a, a huge trend. I think um, companies are investing more in the technologies without going into the actual technologies, but they're investing more in the technologies um, that are available there. The other big trend for me, and I hate to use the term millennials, but I will, is that a lot of millennials are looking to engage with brands who are socially conscious. Um, there's a great brand, shoe brand called Tom's, and I think if you, you buy a pair, they donate a pair. Brand, uh, brands now who are positioning themselves in that area and show how they are socially conscious are having a far greater appeal um, with that millennial, millennial generation. And also, interestingly, that generation, um, that what they call sometimes the GAFA or NATU group, you know, Netflix, Amazon, Airbnb, Tesla, Uber, that whole group of companies who deliver far more personalized, relevant products and communications, that's what people are looking for these days. I want it on my terms, on my time, and I want it to add value to me. Companies that, that crack that and that trend, that's companies that are going to be successful in the future. How has data influenced the way you make decisions today? Um, well, I think data is at the heart of all the decisions that we're making these days. Um, the more that we know about the consumer, the more, more that we know about the marketplace, and obviously the more that we know about the competition, um, is really helping to inform the decisions that we make. Um, or it's even informing us about how we need to change a decision, how we need to alter the way that we're doing things because you have instant feedback. Um, now that people have so many social channels that they can feed back on, you're able to take real-time data and then make very quick snap decisions um, on the spot. So it's, it's really having a massive impact. People are a key part of change. How do you create teams with a customer-first mindset? Well, I think take two different types of organizations. The companies that we were talking about earlier on, your, your, your Ubers, um, your Airbnbs, and your Amazons, etc. I think it's slightly easier for them to create that mindset because it's inherent within what they do. They, they grew up in the age of digital, so they're used to that social feedback, etc. So it's a slightly different, slightly different challenge for them. I think when it comes to the larger, you know, bricks and mortar rather than clicks and mortar, the larger organizations, it becomes more of a challenge because it's not necessarily inherent within the organization. I, I liken it like trying to change a battleship in the, in the water. It can be very, very difficult. So what you've got to do is, is find those speedboats, find those groups of people who can be agents for change and actually use them as your speedboats to start moving the battleship in the water place. Once they start to create momentum and start to spark those, those fires of change within an organization, I think it is then like wildfire. It starts to spread throughout the organization. And one key thing and one thing I've, I've learned is always to then make sure that you publicize it. Celebrate the small wins, make sure you publicize it, get it up to the C-suite, get it endorsed by the C-suite, and then everybody starts to see this works. This works. This is actually driving us forward. Can you share some practical steps on how to connect with customers better? Well, I think, it, go back to your customer journey mapping. You have a really good idea of all the different touch points that you have with a customer. Go and engage with them in those touch points. So if you've got a customer who goes to your shops all the time, 
go out and actually meet them in the shops. It's interesting, if you talk to a lot of brands, and when I sat on the agency side of the business as well, we talk about customer insights, we talk about customer data, customer research, etc. But one of the easiest and one of the most effective ways is actually go and meet with the customer in their environment. So if they're in your shops, go observe them, go talk to them, find out what they like, find out what they don't like, find out what they like to change. And you can garner all that information. So often we don't do that. When was the last time that you actually sat and listened in on a customer service line and listened into the calls that are coming into your call center? Within here, within Curiosity, we have all that customer data of people that are coming onto our Facebook page, onto Twitter, etc., onto our community pages, and they're asking questions, they want to find out information. I always spend at least 10, 20 minutes every single day looking at what's coming in on our, our community pages. And I urge all of the C-suite to try and spend a couple of days a week just looking at the voice of the customer stuff. Um, there's so much great data and great information out there at your fingertips that you can just go out and find just by engaging with the customer. And so much of the time we don't take advantage of that. We're losing out. Where do you get your inspiration to spark change? I get inspiration from everywhere, to be honest. I especially get inspiration from the people around me. I love the fact of when I have you know, young people that we've, we've hired, who it might even be their first job or their second job, because they teach me things every single day. Um, but you learn something from the guy who's driving the taxi. You learn something from, I learned something the other week from the guy who was parking, parking the car, who was helping me park the car when I, I couldn't find any parking uh, down in Marina Bay Sands. And the guy was jockey parking. He spent 15 minutes telling me about what was wrong within the, the customer service side within, within our company. Um, and he was giving me input. And I could have rushed off, but I was actually really interested to see, why do you think that is? What should we do differently? So that was inspirational for me. It was inspirational for me that he actually took the time to even give me that input. You know, he wasn't looking for anything. He wanted to contribute into making the company better. So I, I, I find inspiration from, from everybody every day. And, and hopefully at times I can inspire them. Thank you very much, Rod. It's been a pleasure speaking with you. It's been extremely insightful. Oh no, my pleasure, Julie. Really enjoyed it. This concludes our talk with digital experience expert Rod Schroeder. Julie Simon, thank you for your time.